everybody, and welcome to the First Work Rate Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name is Mike Fenn. I am joined by Brad Hardcastle, all the way from Oklahoma. And um, this, is a, this is our first Work Rate Podcast. And the Work Rate Podcast, we have decided that we are only going to focus on the wrestling promotions that we love. We're going to talk about why we love them. We're going to rate them. We're going to do top 10 lists. That's the whole point of the the work rate pun in the name of the show. I love lists. That's what we're going to do. We're going to break down everything that we love. And if we don't like something, we'll try and uh, think of reasons why it could be improved. Um, normally, what we would, we would do with it at the end of the week and talk about everything that we watched during the during the week, but um, we're sort of in between episodes of uh, TV shows right now. So right now with the G1, the NJ, NJPW G1 Climax in full swing, we are going to uh, break down, I guess, what is essentially the first third of, uh, of the tournament so far, what we... Th- uh, what we thought, what we thought of the tournament so far, what we thought of the participants, how it's going. It's really, it's essentially the holiday season for, uh, for, re- for hardcore wrestling nuts, uh, like ourselves. It is just, it's, it's, it's essentially pay-per-view card after pay-per-view card every day with a main event that goes 30 minutes every time. And it's just, you can almost get burned out, so you have to like space it out. Mm-hmm. I've only watched the first uh, four and a half days. I know Brad's watched eight days. Yes. It's online, so I can I can pace myself out. Um, so, uh, Brad, why don't you? Well, first of all, why don't you, before we get into this, why don't you tell us about yourself and the type of wrestling that you like, and I'll do the same. Okay, I'm Brad. I am from Oklahoma. You can probably hear it in my voice when I say Oklahoma. Uh, I love all kinds of wrestling. Been watching it my whole life. Uh, main things I like is big strikes, big power moves, big beefy dudes running into each other. But then I also love hardcore death matches. I know Mike doesn't agree with me on those, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just love the absurdity of the death match, and it just they always make me laugh. And yeah, I'll talk about, for me, I was, like Brad, I've always been into, I was into wrestling as a, from a, like, as a real little kid. I don't remember not enjoying it. Well, I do remember not enjoying it, but that's later in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember, I can't remember a time when I didn't at least have a nostalgic love for it. And it was, at the time, when he was amazing, Hulk Hogan was my hero when I was a little kid. And um, I was a WW, I was a WWF guy until I saw WCW, and then I was a WCW fan for about four years during the NWO era until I went to high school, and then I stopped watching wrestling for a while because I didn't have time. And um, then I fell out of love with wrestling once WCW went away, and then Kenny brought me back. Um, just about, I think it's four years ago now. I think 2016, with the uh, with the Okada series of matches, yeah. and I have been back ever since. And NJPW, 
and AEW have been my loves since then. Mix in uh, the odd indie as well. Yeah, I started. I don't even remember. My dad would watch it, and I'd just sit on his lap and watch it. That's my first. My first memories is like the mega powers exploding mm-hmm. back in the day. And then, uh, yeah, I've watched it. Even the good times and the bad times, I just would always watch it. But yeah, it started WWF, and then WWF, WCW, and then ECW. And I was obsessed with ECW for a long time. And then after all that ended, I still watched, didn't really like it. Then I found Ring of Honor, and I watched that. And I just, I just watched a lot of wrestling, much to my wife's chagrin. I watch a lot of wrestling. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess we should talk about what uh, what the G one is. So, uh, do you want to do you want to tell the people what the G one is, Brad? Yeah, the G one's New Japan's yearly tournament. They it's usually in the summertime, but uh, it being in the fall this year because the Summer Olympics were supposed to be in Tokyo, but with everything that's going on, they had to push it till the fall. And uh, it's a round robin tournament, meaning there's an A block and a B block with this year it's 10 people in each block and they um uh, i lost my train of thought they uh each person will face each other and then uh if you win you get two points you lose you get no points it ends in a draw each competitor gets one point and then at the end the winners of a and b block face each other and the winner of that match gets a world title shot at new japan's uh pretty much wrestlemania the tokyo dome show in january and it's always a lot of fun. Like you were saying, it's pretty much pay-per-view four or five days a week. It's it's awesome. I love it. it. It's like a drug. It's insane. Like, like uh, I every year I try and watch it, all of it, straight. Just like, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it all. Gonna, I never quite get through it all because there's so much wrestling. So you have to pace yourself. <laughs> so part of what we're doing is we're going to go through the card each night, talk about each matches, which ones were highlights for us. But then we're going to focus in on one must-watch match from each day. And we're going to review it, but in a way that doesn't spoil too much of it, just in case you haven't seen it yet. Um, Because, again, this is happening in Japan, so it's not... The odds are you're not watching it live, because you're not up at... Three in the morning, morning or whatever it is that it's live. So, like, I'm watching stuff from two weeks ago at this point. I got Um, caught up this morning, and but yeah, it was a task. I pretty much all day yesterday I was getting caught up, and then I had to finish this morning. All right, so I will start with uh, well, first, I'll start with uh, who's in the tournament. And one thing that's interesting, uh, well, normally how they they, they'll start it normally in New Japan, and specifically all New Japan shows. They'll, the first th- three or four matches on a card will be a bunch of multi-man matches of the guys who aren't wrestling tournament matches on that day. And the first match will usually be like one or two uh, young lions who are their trainees. This year, they're not, because of COVID, they're not doing the multi-man matches. Mm-hmm just to limit the exposure of the wrestlers. And they're starting, they have, I think it's three or four uh, young, young lines, lines and they're rotating them out each mm-hmm. day. And we're, we're not really going to go into those matches. However, I would highly suggest watching 
the odd one of them because they this is the best crop of young lions I have ever seen. Yeah, like they all... are really really good. Like, like they could go with any of the other guys in the on the main card, mm-hmm. and I would I would believe that they would have legit like <laughs> like standing ovation type matches with these guys. I'm really excited. Specifically, I don't know why, but something about Suji, like the their big guy that they have. He's got the the Andre the Giant hair. Like he's just a giant workhorse and I can't wait for him to be in their uh their heavyweight division. I'm really excited about him. Yes. The but these the night eight uh young lions match, you're in for a treat. It was really good. Okay, I will watch that one. Not yeah, just spoil like, too much, but they got a standing ovation from the crowd after it. Oh, oh wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I watched night one and I think by night three or four it was the same match as night one again same mm-hmm. competitors it was like okay i don't need to keep watching these if i'm trying to catch up on the tournament mm-hmm. but i do uh, rec- like normally you would skip them but this tournament is just like no like if you if you're just in it to watch quality wrestling and not try and power through like you i really recommend watching them they're high quality matches mm-hmm. okay so there's the young line match which is suji and uemura again very good then we have Osprey versus Yujiro. And Osprey, I predict that he's going to have a very, very good tournament. Lots of people don't love him, but he is loved in Japan. And um, they look like they're going to make him the top gaijin in the company if he isn't already. I predict that he will hold the heavyweight championship within two years at some point. I think he's going to be one of their top three or four guys for the foreseeable future. And uh, I can see that. If not, then definitely the IC title. Yeah. Definitely the IC title. Because the last uh, heavyweight tournament he was in, which is his first heavyweight tournament, he almost went to the finals. Mm -hmm. He almost got into that final group on his first try. I think, I think he's going to be like they seem to be. He's and he's also starting to do a little bit of a heelish act, which, yeah, interesting to me. I think they might be starting to portray him as a heel gaijin, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, I digress. I like Osprey's oh, sorry. Fine. It's just some of his backstage stuff is what really turns me off to oh, him. A hundred percent. I get it. It, that just doesn't... Japan doesn't tend to care. Yeah, I've noticed. They don't care. Yeah. Unless you're they, they, side They don't care about any of that stuff. Yeah, as <laughs> as long as you haven't done anything illegal, they do not care. Mm-hmm. So they love him there. Like, he is incredibly over with the fans mm-hmm. and with the company. Um, then the second match, Jeff Cobb versus Tai Chi. Jeff Cobb, I'm always a little down on him in New Japan. I don't quite think he fits. I know he loves it there. And some guys can bring it out of him. Um, specifically, uh, oh, who am I th- Shingo Takage yeah, can really bring it out of him. Always work well together. The, the strong style guys can really bring out the best of Cobb. Mm-hmm. I find Cobb's more of a North American style. Yeah. wrestler he kind of and new japan tends to bury him mm-hmm. personally i feel like he he doesn't often look very he looks 
they almost treat him like a heel. He looks strong in defeat always, mm-hmm. all over and especially last year. And so far, that seems to be the case this year. And against Tai Chi, I think Tai Chi's getting a major push. So oh, for sure, once we get to one of the other matches later on, you could tell he's definitely getting a push. He's getting a major push. I'm really growing on Tai Chi. He's a Final Fantasy villain mm-hmm. come to life. Yeah. At I first, was... I didn't. At first, I didn't like his character, but now I like. He think the big bad in Final Fantasy, the flamboyant getup, the this and that. He like mm-hmm. he looks like an anime villain. Yeah. I always kiss. say I always say he'd be perfect in that game, King of Fighters. Yep. <laughs> and he's getting a major push right now, which is uh, very fun to see. Mm-hmm. Ishi, one of the major Ishi versus Suzuki. Match number three. Tomohiro Ishii is one of the biggest workhorses that will never win the major title and it makes in New so Japan, sad. which is sad. He's a little older, so eventually he's going to start slowing down. Um, but he he's like the gatekeeper. Yeah, like definitely. once you beat him, then you get to the main event. Yeah, and I don't. Maybe he's just comfortable with that. I'm not sure. And Suzuki, his opponent, is kind of the same way. Suzuki's never going to hold the title either. But they will make they make the champions look really good. Yes, and Suzuki and, is fifty two, if you don't know, and he <laughs> still wrestles at an extremely high level. I don't know how he does it; it's insane. And he's Suzuki. one of my absolute favorites. I'm wearing a Suzuki shirt now. I love him. I want to meet him. I want to hug him. I don't know if he'd like me to hug him, but I want to hug him. I feel like Suzuki's a hugger. <laughs> I feel like he's a hugger. Yeah, Suzuki is like a well, both. Ishii and Suzuki. They're like, if you've ever played the Yakuza video games, they're like the old Yakuza bosses mm-hmm. in those games. They're old men, and they rip off their shirt, and they're shredded, yeah. and they can beat up the young kids. Yes. That's who these guys are. Yes. Just hard as nails. Suzuki is definitely a mob boss, and he's scary, yeah. but I love him. And he'll You'll do a big move on him, and he'll just laugh at you. It's amazing. And... Uh, the the next match is Shingo Takagi versus Jay White. Shingo, I love him. I think I feel like he's still mid card in this company right now, but I think he ha- he should be main event at some point in his New Japan career. He's definitely good enough. Thank God he's in the heavyweight division now. They had him as a heavyweight, but performing in the in the junior. <laughs> division for a while and it looked silly he was there because he was just meme when spongebob super buff against yeah, all the he was, juniors <laughs> he was just ragdolling juniors and it was it was obscene especially when you have uh zach saber jr who's like 10 pounds soaking wet <laughs> in the heavyweight division and he is facing jay white the uh the king of bullet club or which I don't know about Bull Club right now. They're, they're, I find them very boring right now, personally. But uh, he's he's having a very good tournament. Yes, I think he's, he's been calling it the J One Online. Because yeah, he's yeah, and so <laughs> and in the matches as well. He because the fans can't make any noise. You can hear everything the the wrestlers are saying, mm-hmm. and he's yelling out at the wrestlers. This is the J One. This mm-hmm. is the J One. And he'll he'll mock the fans. He'll. He'll mock their clapping, and then he'll start, come on, chant Ibushi, or whoever he's facing, and they can't. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's just well, yeah, yeah, one thing with the with New Japan right now, everyone has to wear a mask, and you're not allowed to cheer or, mm-hmm. or chant. And normally, they're all chanting the names 
<laughs> of the wrestlers. It would be like a Ibushi, Ibushi. But right now they can't do that, so they're just clapping. And he looks at the crowd, or Jay White will look at it and be like, "Oh, you're clapping for me. Thank you." Yeah. And like he starts mocking them and wanting them to cheer for them, and they can't. And he's really playing it up. And I think this is probably the best he's been received by the fans because they've genuinely given him go away heat mm-hmm. for a while, which I I think that was mostly because he was kind of shoehorned into the company as the next Kenny Omega. Yeah. When Kenny Omega was on the way out and they didn't like that because Kenny Omega was incredibly over with the fans. He was beloved and then he was just gone and then there's this new imposter version of him. But I think he's fantastic. I and do too. Uh, I didn't he, like him when he first came in because, you know, his nickname is the Switchblade and he was clean shaven. I was like, he's got to look a little bit more grizzled. But now that he's grown out the beard, I feel like he's really grown into his character and yeah. the leader of the evil faction and stuff. It just works. He reminds me of the Mandarin from Iron Man. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Very similar type of character to Pac in <laughs> AEW. Like the this grizzle, I mean, they're not from the same place. With Kiwi accent versus a UK accent, but they both have the accents, the big beard, the greasy hair. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's good. They're they're excellent. And the the main event of night one was it's crazy because this is a main event at Wrestle Kingdom was yeah. Kuzikicha. I think I said that right. Yeah. Kuzikicha Okada versus Kota Ibushi and. Um, to be completely transparent, Kota Ibushi is probably my favorite wrestler in the world, if not my second. He's like 1A and 1B with Kenny mm-hmm. Omega. So I love Ibushi. And when he when he eventually wins the the belt, which he will at some point, I would say this year or next year, he will win. He will have it at one point. Um, I am going to weep. I and he has for me the best uh, music, the best wrestling music in all of wrestling. <laughs> it gets me so pumped. And when he went, I don't know. I just he's the perfect wrestler for me. He can fly, but when he gets angry, he has the most vicious mean streak <laughs> I have ever seen. Yeah, I love it. What he's, I think he started doing it last year where he'll just start no-selling and just stare at the opponent coldly and then just go on this super hot streak and just beating the crap out of you. It's awesome. Oh, oh yeah. He goes, uh, they always say, uh, Kevin Kelly on the broadcast, he always says that there's a, fl- a switch that's flipped. Mm-hmm. And he those switches flip when he's facing some of the harder hitters, some of the meaner guys. Like they... They flip a switch and then he's he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. He, like you, you think it's to the point where you're just like I don't know if these are worked shots that these guys are doing or if they're actually hurting each other. Like they are so hard and so loud, and I can't see him slapping his thighs. So mm-hmm. I think he's actually kicking this dude's head off. I it's could, I could see that. Especially coming up from his DDT days when him and Kenny used to fight each other and they'd just go I mean, just ballistic on each other and just do things that aren't safe, but just incredible to see. It, it, I, he's an, he's nuts. Yeah, I feel like there's a few of these guys where 
Sometimes they'll have like a little wink that they'll give each other where they're just like, okay, now we're actually going to hit each other. <laughs> and they just have this agreement, this mutual agreement that we're, okay, we're going to go now. Here we go. Unless I think and you're in the ring with Suzuki, and then I think it's just you're you're gonna get you don't hit have a the choice. whole time. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, I think we should uh, we should go through and talk about our favorite matches from night one, and then we'll do this again for night two, okay. and th- that way we won't have to talk about each guy individually for forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, my favorite matches of night one were definitely Ishii and Suzuki, just because it's two hard bastards just beating the crap out of each other. It's if you like stiff shots and just two two big boys beating the crap out of each other. Stiff shots from two gray haired, yeah, just like grizzled men. Let two let two pieces of leather slapping into each other. You'll (laughs) love it. And then I really liked Okada versus Ibushi. Like you said, it was the main event at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. I mean, Okada and Ibushi can have a great match with whoever they want. And uh, when they're in the ring together, it's it's great. Uh, on a small note, I remember last year we went. My wife and I went to the G One in Dallas the first night, and when Abushi came out, she made a noise that made me a little jealous. I have to work on my abs as much as Abushi does. So I, I make, make that same noise when he comes out. I make <laughs> that same like, noise. I just looked at her and said, "I get it, girl. I get it." <laughs> um, yeah, for me, my my top match of night one is the same with me is. Ishii Suzuki, they know what they're doing, putting mm-hmm. that on the first, first night, night because yeah. my god. Like you think that these two guys aren't gonna make it through the rest of the tournament when you watch a match like that? Like yeah. it it's like it's like they're going for bragging rights, but these guys are like I think Ishii looks like he's in his mid forties, and Ibushi or and uh, Suzuki is in his is he's in 52. his fifties. Like they have nothing to prove anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like, like no, I'm the oldest piece of beef jerky yeah. in this company. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm the I'm the stiffest piece of meat. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna outlast you, and I'm gonna give a shout out to the Jay White. Shingo match, yes, because um, I think Jay White is having a breakout tournament for him. I think he's before he always had the talent and he was a star, but the fans weren't there, and it just it didn't quite click. Whereas I feel like I feel like it clicks now. Yes, I feel like it really clicks now. He's coming into his character too, and. Um, Shingo is just a fantastic worker. So just so we don't just both say Ishii Suzuki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say Shingo Takagi and Jay White is yeah. very good. Shingo's on <laughs> that level of Suzuki and Ishii for me, where he's just he's tough as nails and he's got one of the best lariats. The pumping bomber is just so nice. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah his uh, I'm a huge fan of a lariat, and his lariat is the best thing I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and. I'll talk about it later in this podcast, but Jay White's deadlift German from the ground mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I don't know if I've ever seen a more perfect wrestling move than yeah. that. It's it's picture perfect when yeah. he does it. It's so crisp and just. <laughs> All right, do you want to right, so, night two? Yeah, yeah night, night two. two. So young lions. It's 
Suji again, workhorse of the Young Lions, I guess, versus Gabriel Kidd. Good match. Watch it. Those kids can really go. Match number two is Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi. Again, full disclosure, I hate Yoshihashi. Um, he's he's not bad. He's actually getting better. He's just he's been with New Japan for ten years, and he's the most boring man on the planet for me. And he just he always loses. They do a breakdown of his winning percentage at one point in the tournament, and they said in the in the ten years that he's been with the company, his winning percentage is like two eighty. Oh wow! Which they said, like, you're almost winning no... You're win. It's like the... Because they, they... In New Japan, they have it where... Uh, it's presented like a real sport. So when somebody isn't doesn't look good or when they have a bad losing percentage, they just won't... They'll stop putting them in the tournaments mm-hmm. to make it seem legit. Yeah. And it's like, why is this man in it? I know everything's a work and everything. <laughs> but uh, he's... He's just so boring. Like, you look at it, you're like, okay, I know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about the New Japan tournaments is everybody gets wins. Yes. At some point, he will beat somebody, and it will be a shock. He had a big win last year in one of the tournaments. But anyways, Juice was very good. Moving on to the next look. match. Actually, Ju- Juice's new look, his new Blues Brothers look, is mm-hmm. my favorite look Juice has had. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. And, and the, the Japanese crowd... They love yeah, juice. Yeah, they love juice. He's fan- He's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toro Yano versus Sonata. Um, the the joke wrestler versus the, the quietest wrestler, wrestler ever. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people don't like... Well, sorry. Japan loves Sonata. Mm-hmm. North America hates Sonata. Yes. Um, because he's kind of boring. In, but in the sense that he's very stoic. Yes. And, yeah, but he's but super he's talented and is... His ring gear is always very. He looks always looks like a super villain, but he doesn't ha- really have a character. So I guess it kind of, and I fall into that trap sometimes, where I'm just like, if this man's coming out to the ring looking like Skeletor, I want him to do something. Yeah, but his entrance gear for the G1 this year is incredible, though. It's fantastic. I love it. The mirrors looks, on his suits and all that. It's yeah, crazy. he looks like future Skeletor. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's incredible. But he's a fantastic worker. It's a funny match. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, it's if, a very good Yano match. If you watch any Yano match, it's and he's always plays spoiler in the G one. It's always yeah. him trying to get the count out victory or a quick roll up, and he uses a lot of uh, wrist tape. And he's very funny. And you know, before every match, he tries to sell his DVDs to crowds or the wrestlers. I remember last year during the G one uh, when Mox actually bought it mm-hmm. when he. Yano was counting the money. Mox rolled him up. It's funny. Yeah, Yano will always get some surprise wins over mm-hmm. some of the top champs in the yes. company, and it's like uh, his winning percentage against um, against Tanahashi, mm-hmm. the ace of the company, yeah. is like eighty is like eighty percent. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> they, they always give him, like you said, this a win against some of the bigger names, and it's always in like. Like he'll take you on the outside and tape you to one of the young lions or something, so you can't get mm-hmm. you can't beat mm-hmm. the count. And we didn't mention this, but in New Japan they have a twenty count, not a ten count, when you're outside. It's faster. Oh, yes. It's faster than yeah. it is in the states, but they go to twenty instead of ten. Yeah, there was one tournament where uh, he and a guy, because of the twenty count, were able to fight 
all the way to an elevator, and then he got taped up in the elevator and got sent down to, like, three floors below. Yeah. So, like, they, they're able to do some funny stuff. <laughs> um, and f- while I've been watching this tournament, so because of the pandemic and I'm burning the candle at both ends in morning and night, like, up early and going to bed late, I've been watching very tired for some of these nights, and I'll be honest, if the rest of this night, I wasn't, I was very tired. I, I don't quite remember it. So I'm looking at this next match. It's two of my favorite wrestlers, and I honestly do not remember the match. It's Goto, Hiroki Goto, and Kenta. And Hiroki Goto is on Ishii level for me in yes. that he, he is the absolute. You always know you're going to get a fantastic match out of him, but he's never going to get a title unless it's the never open weight never title for, for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. If he's just in a never to... title match, you know he's probably going to win. And then he'll yeah. drop it to someone else in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, he, he's always a transition. He's a, he's a transitional guy for the mid card. Mm-hmm. However, he has the talent in my, he's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world, but He's the he's hands down the most underappreciated guy in yep. the company. And when you look at the history of, I don't think it's the G one, but the New Japan Cup, and you look at the the finalists from mm-hmm. the mid two thousands, half he's he's in half of the New Japan Cup finals. Yeah, like he was a top top guy in the company, but he's never won the belt. And I don't think he's ever going to because he's been surpassed at this point. He's on the mid card. However, they do tell a fantastic story with him that dates back to, um, I think, the first year I started watching New Japan, where he, I think it was uh, the New Japan Cup. He either won the New Japan Cup or he didn't. He got to the finals, and then he ended up having a match with Shibata, uh, where Shibata was challenging him, telling him that he could, he had all the talent in the world, but he could never get over the hump, and he doesn't have the will to fight through and win a championship. He doesn't have the fighting spirit, which is a big thing in New Japan, like the fighting spirit to overcome, like uh, go past your, to essentially um, go Super Saiyan when you have to, to push your limits. And the whole story is Goto can't do that. He has all the skill in the world, but he can't do that. He's almost like uh, he's lethargic. He doesn't have the the killer the killer instinct, and he loses the big match. That's his story: is that he loses the big match. And they've been telling that story for four years, and it's been brought up again in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there has been moments where in that match where Shibata was challenging, and he ended up beating Shibata, and it was sort of like a okay like handshake good job here's yeah. your championship type thing and he's he's just i feel like he's the best sympathetic baby face in the company where like he'll spend most of a match getting just beaten down and beaten down and be, and he'll just get the biggest pops out of me because you never expect him to win anymore because he's so lower down on the card mm-hmm. and when he does i go through the roof Anyways, I don't remember this match, but he's probably my favorite tournament guy in New Japan because he'll always make the star look fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's what he's there for at this point. Yeah, 
he's fighting Kinta. And I was a little sad Kinta cut his hair because when he was wrestling on the U.S. show here, he had that big poofy hair, and I loved it. The big mop? The yeah. COVID mop? The COVID I mop. I actually, I hated the COVID mop, oh. personally. <laughs> I, I, love, I love his short hair that's like, he's got the gray, like, dye in mm-hmm. it, the, the streaks. He looks sharp as hell. Mm-hmm. I, with you, I don't remember this match that much either. Yeah, I was shocked. Because uh, <laughs> if I looked on paper, it'd be like, this could be matches, one of the matches of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Nope. nope. I don't remember, I don't remember it. it. So I guess that's a, like, wasn't too memorable. The next match was very, very good, especially for these, for these two guys. I didn't, especially for evil, evil, it's evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. And evil needed, desperately needed a, a big match. And he needs a very good tournament because they took the, the, the belts off of, Naito to give to Evil, um, yes. at, off the New Japan Cup, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and the the Japanese fans didn't like it. The North American fans didn't like it. Nobody thought he was ready. Everybody thought he was boring. Well, and he had switched over to Bullet Club. He betrayed Naito, left Lij to go to Bullet Club to take to take the belts, and people were just like. I don't know if this is earned. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked Evil, but it's like, okay, I mean, I do kind of get that he's probably the most boring member of LIJ. And he needed... But I, I thought, like, he needed a shake-up. But then it looks like he was transitional. That or New Japan was like, oh, we made a mistake. Because they took the belts right off him again. Yeah, I think it was just... put them right back on Naito. Do more for Naito. Just a little hiccup in his title reign this year. Mm-hmm. And then so he can have the titles in um, for the G1. Yeah, I had always been under the impression that people liked Evil, but as soon as they put the belts on Evil, people turned on mm-hmm. him. And they were saying, like, he's the most boring person in New Japan. I was like, oh, shoot. I, was like, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I like Evil. But I thought, this, I thought this was the best Evil match I'd seen in a long time. Me too. This match was really good. And Zack Saber Jr. is Zack Saber Jr. is the best technical wrestler in the world. Yes. He just is. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's tiny. Mm-hmm. He's like six two, but he's like hundred and sixty pounds. He's built like an alien. That's what I always yeah. Say. He's he's so thin. He's so agile. He does things that you that shouldn't be humanly possible. He he's like a cert. Surf de Soleil athlete. Mm-hmm. Like he's he, got very long limbs and he uses those to wrap you up. He's very yeah, submission he heavy. Turns you in the knots. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, I'll get back to him later. But uh, he, I love that match. And um, on a side note, he loves oh. heavy metal and death metal, so he's always he's always gonna be in my huh. uh, book for that. Like if you look at his t shirt designs and stuff, they're all inspired by like heavy bands and stuff. I would I never have guessed that. that. Mm-hmm. Because there, lots of uh, UK wrestlers have that, mm-hmm. like have the heavy metal roots, and that's very part of their character. That's not in any of his characters. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that it's yeah, in um, his merch. I've, well, I, I heard this through the grapevine, but somebody said that he listens to a lot of weird, weird metal and stuff. So, okay, okay. Cool. cool. I like, like that. Yeah. And his 
names of his finishing moves are the best, like Orienteering with Napalm Death and um, Hurrah, Hurrah, This Will Be the Season to Last, I think is what it's called. I don't know. He's got crazy names for his finishing moves. Okay, yeah, those sound like uh, uh, song titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the, and then the main event of this card was, was very good. Mm-hmm. It was Hiroshi Tanahashi, which loved the man to death. Versus Naito, and one one of the major stories for for me at least, or just in New Japan in general, coming into this was the past few years is almost like is this when Tanahashi starts going on the downswing, mm-hmm. is on the downhill trajectory of his career that he's hit his peak, and you can say he's already hit his peak, fair enough, but um that he starts not being in the title picture or that he's had his last kick at the can. His mm-hmm. body was breaking down. His knees were breaking down. He was looking heavier. You could tell that he was still doing all the same great moves, but like he was getting older. Mm-hmm. Then this year, during the, during the pandemic, he, while he was tag partners with Ibushi, Ibushi turned Tanahashi's body... <laughs> Into a He-Man action figure yeah. body. Look like Rob Liefeld drawings if you listen or read any comics from the nineties. Good lord, the most beautiful abs I've yes, seen in yes, my life. Yes. How old is this man? Why does he look like that? Yeah, yeah. If you don't know <laughs> Tanahashi, he's like the they call him the ace. He's their top guy. He's like the John Cena of New Japan. He, he saved their, New Japan. Yes, yes. He brought him out of their dark age, as they say, and. Carried the New whole J- company on his back and yeah. brought him back to where they are now. New Japan almost folded, mm-hmm. and Tanahashi was the face of the company that brought it back. Um, in the was it mid early two thousands or late nineties? It was like mid two thousands. Mid two thousands. Okay, yeah he he saved the company and he's been the ace ever since. Now he's the aging dad ace mm-hmm. of the company but he just is beautiful abs he's so loved mm-hmm. and just the best hair you've ever seen oh my gosh it's so feathered and just frosted like he, it's glorious it, if you've ever seen the manga or the tv show jojo's bizarre adventure mm-hmm. he just looks like every character in jojo <laughs> he's just incredible and naito is like the uh the sassy kind of heel counterpart to him mm-hmm. also older also breaking down hasn't quite changed his body but like he's like the the nonchalant yeah just doesn't care lackadaisical like, just yes that's saunters it. to the ring he, he just kind of waits for his opponents to make mistakes and and he's the champ man. and the fans love him oh he's probably still the most over guy in the company yeah, which is like, I've never been a huge Naito guy, but uh, I I like him. I appreciate him. Um, I sometimes find his matches just a touch boring, but I have actually found that he's having a very good tournament because mm-hmm. there was a point where, especially when he lost the belts to Evil, um, I thought that he looked hurt, and supposedly I've heard this through other podcasts, and I think it was Bully Ray on the Busted Open podcast because he's worked with him and done tours with him. He said, uh, off behind the scenes, he is broken down. Like, he walks with a permanent limp. Like, 
And then as soon as he comes through the curtain, he just transforms and he just like, he walks off the limp like he's Kaiser Sose. <laughs> and, <laughs> but like he, he's always wrestling hurt. So I thought like, oh shoot, are his knees finally giving way? Cause it's known that he has like two bum knees that he wrestles with all the time. And he's on every single date of every single tour. He never takes time off. But he's great, and he's having probably the best tournament that I've seen him have so far. His matches have been incredibly entertaining. Yeah. So I'm happy because I thought I thought he was I thought he was burning out. That's and what when they originally took the titles off, I thought, oh, they're giving him time off now. Yeah, because he didn't so take hurt. it. He no, didn't he take didn't. the time off. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> right? Like, like fair play to you, sir. Yeah, so uh, I think I talked a lot about it. My favorite match of this block of this night was the Zack Saber Junior. Evil match because I find I'm a fan of those two guys, but they're always sort of matches that I sort of look over, and that that there'll be when I, I'll drift off or I'll go get something to eat or whatnot. But I really loved their match and the contrast between Zack Saber Junior.'s technical wrestling versus Evil's bruising very slow plotting style mm-hmm. just really complement to each other and i was just like how am i so engaged in this mm-hmm. that was my match of the night as well all right well there you go not much more to say than what you just said but it was, no, it was, it was just a really good match <laughs> and uh yeah so night three young lines again this time uramur versus kid very good watch it next mm-hmm. all right uh jeff Cobb versus chikage i love these two guys together they are so good. And if anybody is uh, has ever watched um, or hasn't seen Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, um, Battle of Los Angeles, these two guys were two of the finalists mm-hmm. when Jeff Cobb won their won that tournament. What and year then was ended that? Up Do you remember? Two years ago, two I years think. Ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't think they did it this year because of COVID. No, they didn't. And actually, AJ Gray put on his Twitter that he was supposed to be in it this year. And that makes me incredibly he, sad that he, he, he wasn't going to be in it. I'd say he probably would have won. Yep. If not, it would have been uh, probably Brody King. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, Jeff Cobb versus Shingo. They have chemistry. They've faced each other before at like the highest stage, and they did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Very good match. Very hard-hitting. Yes. Shingo Takagi brings out the best of Jeff Cobb in mm-hmm. New Japan. They have the best matches together, without a doubt. Yeah, and it's Shingo is smaller than Jeff, but he can yeah. so st- thick that he can match Cobb on his his strength, and it's just mm-hmm. two big As, beefy dudes running into each other. Yeah, and they're two very strong guys with good agility, but they're also the same height, so mm-hmm. they it really they really gel together and. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, that's a fantastic match. The and next I must one was say Jeff Cobb with his beard grown out with the gray in it. Ooh, it's a good look. It's his best look. <laughs> I agree. He looks like a million bucks. Yeah, he reminds me of Rachel Google from Batman. Yeah, the, the gray. Yeah, he, and he's so happy in New Japan. <laughs> and I'm going to take a quick second because there, Jeff Cobb has supposedly said that he is signed with somewhere with a major promotion. And he's waiting for them to announce it. But he's been wrestling with New Japan for about three or four months now. Mm-hmm. So 
I almost get the feeling like it's not New Japan that he signed with, and that he's because he's a, he's been saying all year he wanted to go to New Japan and do the tournaments. He wanted to do the New Japan Cup. He wanted to do the G1 Climax. And with all of that stuff getting delayed, I think it just might have delayed his appearance wherever he is. And again, this is just me. I still personally think he's going to AEW. Um, but because of the pandemic, that has prevented that. And he's made it known that he is afraid of the pandemic. And that he is afraid of Florida, which is where AEW is. So I think this is part of the reason he has stayed away. And I think he was always going to do the New Japan Cup or in the G1, and he didn't want to take anything away from that. So he wants to honor this tournament, which he I think he holds higher than anything else. Yeah. Just from the way he talks about it, like that's all he ever wants to talk about is the tournaments in New Japan. Because I just I get the feeling that if New Japan had signed him, They'd have told us why is like why would he be saying I've signed with somebody, but they want to have their own big reveal mm-hmm. if he's already there? That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it's, got the feeling that he signed with New Japan and they just forgot to announce it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's odd because then at some point he would just say, "Then I just think he would say I'm signed with New Japan." Mm-hmm. I just knock my phone down. If you heard a loud crash, I'm sorry. Yeah, because he went around and did the round. He did the podcast rounds like a, a few weeks ago and started saying like, "Oh yeah, I've actually signed with somewhere, but I, I, I don't want to say where it is." Meanwhile, he was currently wrestling for. New- it's it's very odd. Yeah, like I, I still think we're gonna find out where that is. My fear is that it could be WWE, but I don't think they'd let him wrestle in. I don't think so. New Japan, he, if that if, was the case. Yeah, he probably would have already been in NXT or if he signed there. Because I remember when that happened, and I was like, oh, he'll probably finish up his U.S. dates here and then go to AEW or wherever he's going. Probably not Ring of Honor because I think he just left there. Yeah, but he said that wherever he was supposed to go to, he was going to appear in March. Oh. And the pandemic kind of stifled that so that that's my one that's like right after he had already just appeared in AEW. so mm-hmm. i'm like hmm i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens because he's incredibly happy in new japan mm-hmm. so i would be for him i would be happy for him if yes. he stayed there because like he the, looked the crowds are getting more and more behind him every night yeah, of the tournament. i noticed uh he's getting some good ovations mm-hmm. He got a win, I won't say against two. I honestly I'm, don't know if I can remember who it was against. It was very good. Mm-hmm. I was happy he won because he's sort of the guy who looks, he almost gets the heel treatment. He looks really strong, and then he ends up losing. And that that's why I don't really want him there personally. But for him, I know he loves Japan, and I know he would like to stay there. I was shocked when they announced him and they had him in A block. I was like, wow. I don't see him winning too much. They should have put him in B block, but no. <laughs> to me, he he's just going to slide into that mid card, mm-hmm. which it's. I wish they would allow someone for the mid card to come up and win a major title every once mm-hmm. in a while, just to spice things up for them. But yes, I digress. Whenever they, if they ever split off the two belt champ and the mm-hmm. IC title comes back, he he'd be mm-hmm. a good fit for that. Absolutely. Okay, so now uh, Okada versus Yujiro. I, again, don't care for Yujiro, it's... the Tokyo pimp. <laughs> Okada's very good. 
Yujiro, can he can put on a good match? Okada. It's the feud they've been having all summer, which was, I guess, just to give Okada something to do while he's not going after the belts. But they've been feuding all summer, so his this match was pretty much the same match they've been having. Yeah, all for summer. some reason, like Okada's not doing it for me right now. A little, I'm a, maybe I don't know. He is a very predictable guy in his matches. Mm-hmm. Just like until he faces one of the big guys, I just sort of yeah. He needs okay. to bring oh. back the shorts. I like the trunks, but the shorts, just like the bicycle shorts, are that's prime time Okada. I do, I do like his jacket. Oh man, other than that's that, incredible. Yeah, he looks like a cup of noodle, mm-hmm. and it like it's, it's good. Like iridescent, like when the lights are on him, he's like glowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best on the big stage, but so far it hasn't. I don't know. There's a, we haven't seen the best of Okada yet. This tournament, no, for me. He's, one of the guys, too, he's so high up on the card that it's just kind of weird when he's not going for the title or he doesn't mm-hmm. have the title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Minoru Taichi. This oh boy. match. I like the match a lot. The ending shocked me. I was not expecting Taichi to beat Minoru. If you don't know, they're in the same stable. New Japan's big on stables. Everyone's mm-hmm. in a stable over there. And, Minoru's and Minoru the is the leader of the stable. And, it's named after uh, the Suzuki Gun Goon, and the uh, um, the announcer. Uh, I know you were watching it with J- Japanese uh, commentary, mm-hmm. but Kevin Kelly e- explained that. Uh, and this is what, with New Japan. I almost kind of, I don't know if it's actual story that they're actually doing or if the announcers Kevin Kelly are, fanfic. Or yeah, or if they're doing it's just like <laughs> Kevin Kelly's just doing fan fiction and is just filling in the dots for us, I love it regardless. But he was saying that there is heat between Minoru and Tai Chi, and that Tai Chi is trying to take over uh, Suzuki Goon from Minoru Suzuki, who's the aging leader of the group, and that uh, it's sort of there's there's a power struggle and sort of a cha- uh, changing of the guard. So when Minoru and Tai Chi came out, and they're in the same group, they didn't enter the ring for about the first 10 minutes of the match, they and they outside. just hit each other with chairs yeah. <laughs> for like... The ref kept trying to get in the way, and they'd, he'd get thrown down. And and I I kind of felt that it held the match back a little bit in that I don't... It's not really New Japan's wheelhouse, the weapons and mm-hmm. chairs. Like, they don't do it that well. That's more AWs. Realm is the uh, like yeah, the hardcore of, fights. If you watch like Suzuki Goon multi man matches, they usually start out that way, a quick yeah. brawl on the outside, but yeah. it, it's never too long into the match. Yeah, this one, yeah, this, this was, was like, this was like a, good a good half the match. match. <laughs> it was outside, which is uh, in the barricades with the chairs. Like, good is fine, but uh, once it got inside, it really heated up, and the ending was shocking. and <laughs> Tai Chi went over on Minoru. Yeah. And so now he gets a shot at Minoru's um, never title. Because if you pin someone during the tournament, the titles aren't on the line, but if they have a championship and you beat them, you get a shot at the title later on in the year. So he gets a shot, and which it makes sense if he is trying to take over because how Suzuki got his own faction is he joined a fac- the faction in Noah and took it over, just beat the crap out of the, their leader and said, it's now called Suzuki Gun. And then just uh, now it's his faction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think, and tai, it, the past two years, it seemed like Tai Chi has been uh, going up the card. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, when I first started watching New Japan, Tai Chi was like 
not even mid card. He was like low card, and people mm-hmm. didn't like him. Then people start to respect his uh, his hard striking. Now he's like mid to almost upper card. Like he's had main event title shots mm-hmm. in the past year and a half, and yeah. he by the end of this tournament, he seems like he's getting a major push. By the end of this tournament, he they may or this year so they're probably they do long term booking so they might just do a long term Minoru Tai Chi feud mm-hmm. and maybe by the end of it maybe Tai Chi takes tai Chi the Gun. reins <laughs> Tai Chi ta- that has a good ring to it yeah. Tai Chi Gun yeah. but like but like Tai Chi's over Tai Chi's over mm-hmm. you couldn't always say that always and say I that. I think that they and so far so the far, results in this tournament, tournament he's getting a push, push. Mm-hmm. and he's looking very strong and uh, I think this is a breakout tournament for Tai Chi. I don't think he's going to win, but it's a breakout tournament for Tai Chi. And I'm happy to see it because my, my opinion on him has certainly turned around. I was always the, uh, I don't like his gimmick, but I like his work. But now that I see like, oh, he's a Final Fantasy villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, like, I always liked his like, because he sings his own theme song when he's coming in. He's not actually singing it. And his Lies, mouth isn't even moving. No, he just moves his hands <laughs> around. But he's got the—he's got like four or five gimmicks in one. Like he's got the singing entrance, tearaway pants. He's a striker. He's a bad guy, and then he's got the iron glove now. And he's got get gimmicks coming out of his asshole, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, he's all gimmicked out. And in New Japan, that's weird. Mm-hmm. They don't have gimmicks in New Japan. Yeah, they're just—I'm a man. Yep. I'm a man, and <laughs> I don't like you, so I'm going to fight you now. That's pretty yeah, much the same. Yeah, but he is, he is, he's very gimmicky, which is super North American, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But that's um, what makes him a, a Final Fantasy villain. Is yeah. You don't see it. That, but that, that's what works for him, too. It's, like, I expect often, him so. to like take out a giant sword mm-hmm. and hit someone with it. I would be shocked at like, this point. Him, tai Chi versus Kenny Omega would have been incredible. an incredible feud to have. The entrances would have been awesome. If their peak pushes had happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the next one. Very good match. These two guys have excellent matches. Mm-hmm. Again, North America does not like Osprey. I don't even like Osprey. He's mm-hmm. kind. Of, he's a. He's a. Kind of. He's not a nice person. No. no. It seems That's, like just. For, I always feel bad when I'm watching his matches. I'm like, why do you have to be so good in the ring? To. <laughs> And you're such an asshole on the outside of the ring. But like, like objectively, his matches are ace. <laughs> yes. And him, uh, he and Ishii have absolute bangers every <laughs> year, and this is no different. Ishii's one of those wrestlers too that's bigger, and he works so well with the smaller guys. Like when Kenny was in New Japan, their matches were always my favorite. Like they just, mm-hmm. he works really well with the small, lighter, agile guys. Because he's so big and stocky. It the, just works. The one thing with Osprey, he's put on so much muscle now. He's on. A, he's one of the big guys now. Yeah. yeah. He's I'm huge. I'm surprised he can still flip the way he does. Like, he's huge now. This is where I think like if they wanted to push him, like he could go with literally... A, like He's one of the bigger guys in New Japan now. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the smaller guys before. Because he always had chaos, the... Chaos, right? Yeah, he he always he always yeah he's in chaos. He always had the uh, the height, but he was very thin. And supposedly he only started lifting weights in the past year or so. 
Yeah, it was after he won the uh, the Never title from Abushi at last year's Wrestle Kingdom is when he started yeah, to really yeah. bulk up. Yeah, his, his, his body started to break down, and then he wanted to move up the card, mm-hmm. so he wanted to go into heavyweight division, and now he's a, he's a legit heavyweight. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's about 230 pounds. Yeah. He like looks he, good. He's just an yeah. asshole, so I don't. Yeah, to. no, <laughs> and uh, it's too bad because he probably has he has an incredible song too when he comes out. His gear is amazing. He looks like a mix between Kenny Omega and uh, Tanahashi coming out to the ring. But his history in the <laughs> Indies, not a fan. Yeah, moving on. Yes, Abushi um, versus White. Who boy, this is good. Yes. yes. This is a fantastic match. This is peak face versus peak heel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the match when I started noticing, like, White playing to the crowd, like, yeah. and, like, they couldn't say anything, and he'd, you know, go up to him and stick his ear to the crowd, and so it was great. Yeah, he had the crowd in the palm of his hand, um, and he, Abushi was just kicking the crap out of him all match. But I, I mentioned how Jay White has one of my favorite moves, which is his deadlift German. He did it, and I swear to God, the rotation of Abushi, he flipped all the way around and landed on his nose. Yeah. <laughs> like, Abushi always he did takes, f- like, the craziest bumps, and I get nervous every time. Supposedly, Abushi, uh, how he trains his neck to take these bumps is he just dumps himself on his head over and over and over to make his neck stronger. Mm-hmm. He dumps himself on, on his head over and over and over in training so that it gets stronger. And he does take some of the scariest bumps you'll ever see. Was it in your... last year or the year before when him and Naito were fighting? Naito germaned him on the apron, and he just the whole side of his head and neck just hit the apron. That's yeah, all I, I, thought, the apron. I thought Ibushi died. Yeah, and then he got when up I saw, and wrestled for like 10 more minutes. It was, if, I, <laughs> if I hadn't been watching that on a delay, like hours after the show had ended, I would have been terrified for his life. <laughs> but I didn't get a tweet when I woke up saying Ibushi dead. Yeah. So, really, holy smokes. And supposedly not from that move, but apparently he told people that he was having trouble seeing out of one eye. From something in that match, not from that spot, which looked like it would cripple ninety percent of the human population. Well, that's the same match too. They did the second rope pile driver. They just whenever they wrestle each other, it's scary. It's, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> Sorry, I, I lied. Those are Naito's best matches. Mm-hmm. Like holy moly! But yeah, this match is so good, and the finish was perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. The finish was perfect. It looked like Ibushi had it. White comes out of nowhere and hits his kill switch. And I was like, bravo. And shout out to Jay White's shirt right now. That's the nicest Bullet Club shirt I've seen in years since the Elite left. Very nice shirt. It's like a, it's almost like the, the symbiote spider Oh, okay. as the skull. With the two knives, apparently, but it says King Switch. Apparently, King Switch is a sex thing. I don't know. I tried to look it up on Urban Dictionary. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about his Black Lives Matter shirt, which is a very nice shirt too. Also, I didn't it's know that was specifically his. I don't, it's in the Bullet Club font, so I just thought it. Was, okay, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, was, fair yeah. enough. Yes, yes. Okay, so commentary on the the Lionsgate show. So, I guess. I have to, I have to 
because, because Osprey is kind Osprey of a. Kind of a I, have I have feelings about him. I gotta go to Ibushi and White, which again, which interesting. Ibushi. His first, first two matches, matches were the two matches he had at Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> I just realized that with uh, Okada and then White. White had, yeah, great match. I think better than the Okada one. Yeah, mine was Abushi White and Cobb and Takagi, just because Shingo Takagi and yep. Cobb, they just work yeah, so well together. Great. Yeah, they're very good. And Minoru and Taichi, I would have said that, but I thought it lasted a little too long on the yeah, outside. Yeah, as much as I love Minoru, it wasn't. Anywhere near to his best match he could do so, but it was, I mean it was it was good and a shocking it was good. ending. It was better. For, like it too because was lost. It was better for the story than it was. But again, you didn't get the story because you were watching the Japanese telecast. But one thing with that match, Taichi hit a backdrop suplex on Minoru Suzuki that was picture perfect. I made a gif of it for Facebook, and it was like one of the best backdrop suplexes I've seen in a long time. Very nice, very nice. All right. Number four, Suji again. Be honest with you, I don't remember much of Night 4, so you might have to take... Totally fine. I actually just watched it, so that's good. Um, okay, so Night 4, Suji again versus Uemura. Again, watch these guys. Love you, Suji. Next. Um, Goto versus Sonata. I said almost everything I need to say about Goto earlier. But about the story with his fighting spear, how that's always questioned. And the the commentary really pushed that angle this time. They were talking about how Goto's having a terrible tournament, how he was being crushed by Sonata the whole match, how uh, he lost his previous match and didn't look good, how he needs to get back into training with Shibata, Mm-hmm. How he doesn't have the drive anymore. How he looks different. How yada yada yada. And then at the end, like he got beaten down the whole night. And then at the end, had a flurry and won. But like he was all mangled. He had like the shoulder tape on. And they're just like, they're like, he's not the same man he was. He just squeaked out. But but I think just the storytelling that they're doing with Goto for a guy that doesn't really have anywhere to go. In New Japan, as far as like, he's not going to win any titles right now. He's not, but just they're saying like maybe he can go. Uh, maybe when they go to Tokyo for the next show, he can he can see Shibata and get some training. So that they're working a story there, and I'm very happy that they're doing that. That's one of the things about New Japan. They don't have pro wrestling stories in like the traditional sense, backstage interview. Oh, mm-hmm. the, most of their storytelling is done in the ring. Mm-hmm. And it's that's how they play most of their stuff out. Yeah, they do, the, the he- do press a lot conferences of the he- afterwards that are usually pretty funny, but they are good. <laughs> but uh, you you don't know what they're saying if yes. you're not, <laughs> um, unless they're speaking half uh, a third of the of the wrestlers speak English, but most of them don't. So uh, I know, yeah, Kenta, when he does his. He'll he'll speak in English. He oh, does speak cool. Japanese on his, but. I think that's him playing up the Bullet Club heel, but mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, the foreigner. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he lives faction. in the states now. He does. I he, and I don't think he left after he left WWE. And New Japan never liked him because he came over from uh, the other companies. Yeah, yeah. Or the fans, I mean. Yeah, that's why he's he's perfect heel. Yeah, he's perfect. 
Yeah, but I, I loved this match. It wasn't like the best match, but it was my favorite storytelling and the melodrama heaped on by the, uh, by the announce team was great. I feel like the announce team can do a lot of the heavy lifting, mm-hmm. like uh, story arc-wise, not necessarily storytelling of in the ring, but story arc-wise. It's just like, this is very, very good and is the reason why I love Goto, because he's so sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I like his shorts, too. He looks like a samurai. Yeah, no, he is. That's essentially his gimmick. He is just a samurai warrior, but it's almost like he's a ronin. Mm-hmm. He's like a disgraced samurai warrior yeah. who never gets over the hump and is always just like, oh, poor Goto. Mm-hmm. All right, so next match. Um, Tanahashi versus Yano. Peak Yano again. Indian. Yeah, where he didn't Tanahashi blindfold him, and then Yano surprise rolled him up. It's, yeah, he yeah, kicks him in the balls, surprise roll up for the win. Like, amazing. Like, and he always beats Tanahashi, the the ace of the company, the savior of the company, the the joke man always beats him. Which is nuts. I uh, sometime earlier this year, I went back and watched some old New Japan matches from like two thousands, and Yano was like a legit heel, tough guy, bad guy. It's it's it was crazy to see him like that, and not the the jokester that he is now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, I'm looking again at this. Uh, oh, Juice versus uh, Kenta is the next match. Mm-hmm. Very good match. Yes. Very good. I was, I think I was a little distracted when I was watching it. I remember you posted a GIF of Kenta's delayed yes, drop kick to nice. Juice in the corner. It's, it was, it's a very good match. Um, I like Juice I, a lot, and I'm yeah. glad he, he went to New Japan because I remember when he was in WWE and it was just he was just kind of whatever. But since oh, he's come he is, to New Japan, he's been incredible. Like, he's I completely, love co- completely revitalized his career. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't exactly young. When, once you go through the WWE system, all their training, you're like 30 by the time you get out of there. Sometimes older. And he went through all that, was on TV, and then decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Japan and go through their whole training system. <laughs> and he's he's great. And he's much bigger than you realize. Yes. I realize, especially when you see him he's against Kenta. Yeah, he's a he's a giant dude. Hey, yeah, he's, he's he's only thirty one, so he's oh, not, shit. Okay. I just looked him up. He's six three, two twenty. So he is a pretty big large dude. Yeah, I'm big fan of big fan of Juice. Um big fan of Kenta. Good match. Not anything crazy. Sort. I was finally in the middle of these shows. Sometimes I. That's where you get a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a very good match. I I was a little tired, but like it kept me. It, it held my attention. Solid. Very solid match. The yeah, next I, one. I. You know. I started that my new job, so it's like some of these days. It's just like I don't really remember. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I was sorry. I was watching this one. I started watching it when this match when I woke up this morning to prepare for this podcast. So, I was I was still tired. I was having my coffee. Um, yeah, good. Uh, Yoshihashi versus Evil again. It's Yoshihashi versus Evil, who's again as I do like him. A touch boring. He's very plodding. So he's he's like the. He's the heavy bruiser of this tournament. Normally, you have more super heavyweights. We actually don't have any in this no, tournament. No, usually, um, 
Bad Luck Fale's in here in the tournament. Like Makave will mm-hmm. be in. Um, there have been other enormous people. Mm-hmm. Not so much this time. So Evil's kind of playing that role in this tournament. But again, Yoshihashi, actually one of the best matches I've ever seen Yoshihashi have. Mm-hmm. He was very good in this. Again, didn't really care. Yeah. But very good. Still. Just a um, preview of Night 8. Yoshihashi's match on Night 8. It's probably my favorite Yoshihashi match. I'm seen. looking forward to Night 8. You keep talking about Night 8. It was really good. It could be just I watched it this morning, but it was really good. Okay, and the next match, one of my surprise matches of the tournament so far, this is as far as I've watched. I haven't watched past this. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to do some heavy lifting for the next uh, matchups. Um if uh, if you want to go that far, I don't know if you want to save it for another podcast. Uh, we can save but, it for another one. It's, yeah, we can save it for another one. We're, we're going pretty long on this, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, Naito, the champ, double champ versus Zack Sabre Jr. Again, a guy very, very good. Not one of my favorites. But my only comment on this is, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, Zack, like, this is so far my match of the... I match at the show mm-hmm. and I am flabbergasted that I think that because neither of these two guys are my favorites. Yeah. But Zack Sabre Jr. put on the best pure wrestling I've ever seen. And he had Naito looking like a like an old um Renaissance painting <laughs> in all like like the like the death of Marat. Like so, like in all like these like like anguished positions mm-hmm. like <laughs> twisting them in knots and Naito's face is already a face of pain mm-hmm. and, like he just I was in awe watching these two guys go I didn't know Naito could have a match like this I've never seen him have a match like this where he he had a mat like a mat match mm-hmm. a technical wrestling match that he, he held his own with Zack Sabre Jr. but he was and again, this is a big theme for me. I love sympathetic baby faces. And he looked in so much pain this whole time. He was getting out-wrestled the whole time. And he was able to turn it around and beat Zach at the end. Very similar to that uh, Ibushi one where Ibushi was destroying White and then White stole the win at the end. That's been a big theme of this tournament so far is is flash finishes with the finishers, which I love it because it comes out of nowhere and it makes you pop. But, like, I don't like Zack Sabre Jr. And I love Zack Sabre Jr. right now. I was so amped when I watched this match. They always book him really well in their tournaments. There, Yeah. It was he looks like a million bucks. when he won New Japan Cup, and he just yeah. had a hell of a tournament that year. So they always know how to book him really well in tournaments. I think he got eliminated from last year's G1 on, like, the last day mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, I think so. Like, he always looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what's your match of the of night four? Uh, my match of night four is probably... It's Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. Okay, sure. there you go. Mm-hmm. The, the cream rises to the crop, yeah. man. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to come up with different ones next time. No, I mean, <laughs> you, you like what you like. That's what this podcast is about. Like what you like, and don't worry about what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to talk about how much I hate Yoshihashi. I don't like him. 
Respect to you, Yoshiashi. That was yeah. a good match. Let's my move mom, on. My mom always said, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, exactly. All right. So what I want to do at the end of every, or one of the things we're going to do in every episode is a top 10 list, because I love lists. Me too. I once had an idea for a podcast that was just a new list, every podcast. <laughs> and uh, someone else took that podcast idea. The top 10 of top 10s. So I have, um, I don't know if you did this or if you want to do this while I'm talking, but I made my top 10 so far. So I'll start from the bottom. Okay. Uh, at number 10, I have Tai Chi. I haven't necessarily loved his matches, but I love the story they're telling with him. Sort of looks like he's gunning for the head of Suzuki-Goon. Uh, I think he can have better matches, and I think he will have better matches, and I think he's going to be in... Last I... When I stopped watching, he was... He had the most points in the tournament. So, he's getting a push. I think so. Next time when we do this, I'm going to make sure I tally up all the points and who's got what. Mm -hmm. I forgot to do that this time, but I will have that next time we're on. Number nine, nine, one of my favorites, but he's sort of flying under the radar for me right now, so he's on the list, but not normally where, not where I would expect. This is a weird list for me, because the guys I don't love are at the top and vice versa, but Shingo Takage is at number nine. Um, Very solid, a little unremarkable for me so far. However, you said that he has an absolute banger later on in the tournament. It's my favorite match so far. Oh, man, I can't wait for you to watch that. I'm looking forward to that. And I did love his match with Cobb, so fair play. Um, Naito, again, he's beloved, but he's not one of my favorites. I find him slightly boring just because of his lackadaisical nature, which is his character. But he's having a, he's having a very good tournament so far, just getting beaten down and then ending up winning the matches. It's, uh, he's telling good stories. Suzuki, he's, having, he's just Suzuki. He is what he is. Yeah. He has great matches. He pulls the fight out of people. Um, what what can you? It's like you know what you're getting with him. It's just a, it's just entertaining. And Tanahashi, he looks revitalized. He's having fantastic matches. I don't think he's going to win the tournament, but he'll be there at the end. Um, you, you can't. His matches are all quality, and I can't believe he's still. Flying like he does at yes. his age. High fly flow, baby. Um, and then, where am I? I think this is uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yes, at number five is Jay White. I haven't necessarily been the biggest Jay White fan. I've always thought his talent was incredible, but his character hadn't got hadn't gotten there, hadn't like met. I feel like his character is meeting his talent right now. Uh, his matches have been fantastic. He's not spending too much time healing it up at the beginning, drawing out the match, which that is a trope and a gimmick for heels to keep rolling out of the ring and making you annoyed. But eventually it literally does annoy me where <laughs> then I then you start to get some go-away heat from me if you do that too much, but he's not doing that too much and I love it. Ibushi, again, one of my top favorite guys in the uh, tournament. So he's at number four. He has fantastic matches. I haven't, we haven't seen his peak yet in this tournament. He actually is off to a cold start at the beginning. I think that's a story they're telling with him. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. Um, one, of my, one of my favorites. Then at number three, Ishii. Just so solid. I, I notice 
I said I loved Goto. I don't even have Goto on here, <laughs> which is funny. Um, Ishii, like his matches are like a, he'll be on everybody's top five matches of the tournament by the mm-hmm. end, no yeah, matter what. Sure. He won't win. This is just who he is. He's there to make the stars look like the stars. And strangely, at the top of my list, two Brit wrestlers. One who, again, we've talked about his character, but you can't argue with his the quality of the matches. They are what they are. Will Ospreay. Incredible matches. You can't fault anything he's done in the tournament so far. And Zack Sabre Jr., holy shit. I don't really like Zack Sabre Jr. that much. <laughs> like uh it's like when it's sort of like when you see a Zack Sabre Jr. match, you're like, okay, that was cool. And like, oh, he's gonna tie a guy up in knots again. Oh, he's gonna tie a guy up in knots again. But like he's making it he's changing it up in a way, he's doing it in such an entertaining way this time. Like I have up here Zack Sabre Jr. question mark, question mark, question mark. Like, what the hell? Like but here we go. Brit Russ is here in New Japan, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Like well, they've they had a tough year. Rev Pro, so they have a they've had a tough year in, in Brit wrestling this year. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, much to do with that their own fault. Yes, um, but right. Zach it didn't touch Zach Saber. It touched Will Ospreay a bit, but not Zach Jaber Jr. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who are what's your top? All right, my number. I'll start at the bottom two. My number ten is Yoshihashi, which is surprising to me, but I think he's having his best tournament. I've really been enjoying his matches for the most part. On night eight, as you will see, him and he has a really good match. It's just he's really impressed me this year. Usually, I just kind of meh on him the whole mm-hmm. time. I don't. He doesn't really sway me to hate or to like. But this year, I've I've really been liking him, so that's good. And then next is Taichi. I think he's okay. getting his awesome push. He's down a little bit because he beat Suzuki. So and I love <laughs> Suzuki. So, but yeah, Taichi. What can you say about the guy? He's got. Awesome entrance, and he's just—he's getting—he's getting some real world heat from us. Yes, he's yes. on the list, but we're mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next is Naito. I think he's had really good matches, but as being the double champ, I don't think he's come out on like you know you'd want him to have banger match after banger match. Mm-hmm. And so Other guys have looked better wrestling him than he's looked wrestling them. Yeah, for sure. And then next is Tanahashi, uh, mainly just because of the shape. He's gotten himself into. He looks incredible. Those abs, you could really wash your clothes on him when they say washboard abs. And I mean, he has a he has a COVID face mask. That's his abs. Yes, 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 yes. And it's glorious. I wish I had it. He's just <laughs> Tanahashi. He's the ace. You gotta love him. And then next is Minoru Suzuki. Uh, he's his last couple matches on the the nights after this. I think he's been really good. And I mean, he's always good to me, but. He's just Minoru Suzuki. He's just there to be the old bastard that if he beats you, you still look good because it's Minoru Suzuki. And if you beat him, you just look even better. He doesn't, he doesn't have to win. Yeah. That's, that's the thing with some of these. They don't have to win to look great. Yeah. He just he looks good no matter what. Next is, is Shingo Takagi. Oh, I love him. Uh, he's just got the best Larry in the game going today. Uh, him in, He's got my favorite match of the tournament right now. It's just it's great. He's great. Next is Ibushi, uh, for the same reasons. Like he's just, I think he's been looking really good this tournament. He's really cranked up the intensity, especially when he starts doing the, the no selling and the crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like he he looks like a genuinely genuinely nice guy, 
Yeah. Whenever he's like doing interviews and stuff, but then in that match, once he just flips it, you're just like, holy crap. And he's gotten so much bigger that it's even more intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> I looked I looked at a picture of him when he's from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he has gotten like two times the size. Yeah, what was it like four or five years ago? He was in the cruiserweight classic on WWE and now he's He's so he was so much smaller then. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. And he's just he's great. I always I always have a soft spot in my heart for Ibushi. Especially mm-hmm. back from his DDT days. I don't know if you've ever watched any of those, but I've watched his matches with Kenny. Oh, those are great. Those are straight up like really great wrestling matches, but yeah, he'd wrestle with fireworks. I mean, oh yeah, just, he was he was a, he's a nut job. He's yeah, he's, he's pretty, pretty crazy. crazy. He's a very eccentric dude. Yeah, outside the ring. All right, next I have Zack Saber Jr. Uh, it's yeah, he's probably having his best G one that I can think of him being in the G one. He's just putting mm-hmm. on classic match after classic match. I like I know a lot of people get turned off by style, but I love that style the the ground the ground game. Mm-hmm. And, because he reminds me of Brian Danielson from back in the day. Yep. It just, just a pure technical, and he's just got all those cool submission holds with the even cooler names. And uh, just, he's he's the only guy like that in New Japan. They don't have any other guys like that. They they've brought in Gresham for the junior tournaments. Who can do it again? Another is he British? I don't know. No, I think he's American. But anyways, he's American. He wrestles in in the UK. Hey, he just got married too. Congratulations to them. But. Uh, and then next I have um, Ishii. He's, mm. I mean, he's just, he's just been killing it this tournament, which he always does. He's just, you couldn't ask for a better workhorse in your company. He looks, he knows how to put people over, knows how to make other wrestlers look amazing. And while he still looks amazing, he's just, I mean, he's a stone pit bull. I don't know what else you could say about him. He's just one of the best in the world. And he gives as much as, or he, yeah, he gives as much as he takes. He's just great. And then my top of the tournament is Jay White. I've really Ooh. been, uh, yeah, I've really been loving his whole, yeah, his whole heel persona. This whole tournament has just been great. I, I've always been kind of, I've never really hated him or anything, but just this tournament, it's really kicked up. I don't know if it's he's got rejuvenation after the time off from not being able to wrestle and he, stuff. He looks slightly slimmer, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. I don't know. He doesn't look as big. He looks very muscular, but not quite as big. Yeah, he's not as bulky as he once was, and I think that's yeah. helped him out too. He, I think so. But yeah, he 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 kind of remi- he kind again. He reminds me of like a a super villain. Like he's really he's really got that over the top, like evil genius. He like he he seems like an evil genius right now. Which love it. So it's definitely been the J one for me instead of the G one this year yep. so far. Yeah, yeah. The uh it's uh he's having a coming out party, I think, mm-hmm. and uh Yeah, I think he's really using this to since he's been so off for so long and they brought mm-hmm. in evil while he was stuck um I don't know if he's stuck here or in New Zealand, but they brought him in to kind of be the top now. He's back and he's like, No, I'm the leader of Bullet Club and I'm gonna show you why. All right. So now what we we're going to do uh is we don't we won't spend too much on this, but what are we looking forward to in the next week? And this doesn't necessarily have to be um New Japan, just in ge- wrestling in general. Um and the, so that can be in the G1 and AEW, Indies, what what have you. Um for me, I'm excited to see all these banger G1 matches that you've been telling me about. 
I've I've been heavily playing catch up. I've been working on some uh, freelance design assignments, so I haven't had the chance to watch as much as I've wanted to. So I've been really ca- catching up. Also, like late at night or early in the morning when I'm not working, uh, either before I work or after I work. Yeah. So I'm really excited about. It's the past few nights have been just. I can't wait for you to see it. They've been really good. Yeah. Is the thing with the thing with New Japan is like their matches and like their cards, they ramp up as the tournament goes on. It gets crazier and crazier, and the ma- and they're they'll always have like four or five guys like all converging with like similar records at the end, and they all happen to be facing each other at the end somehow. Yeah, I yeah, it's got to be a nightmare to book to book it that way, but. Gato is, um, is does a masterful job of booking these tournaments. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does because he weaves so many stories. Every little thing has a storyline angle. They tell so many stories throughout the tournament. Because mm-hmm. so, they just be like, okay, this guy's gonna run away with it. every time. Like I don't. Know. It's, yeah, it's so uh, it's so intricate, and I love what he does in these tournaments so much. What else um, are you looking forward to? Oof, I'm a AEW. The next couple weeks are I've I've heard from predictions on other podcasts. I've heard just by the way they're booking it and how next week is Jericho's thirtieth, and the week after that is AEW's anniversary show. Um, and John Moxley uh, on a re- interview with Bleacher Report said that the uh, the way things are booked is going to dramatically change in the very near future. Oh, really? I did at AEW, and and like uh, I think, in I think he's saying this in a very very much a promotional way. So I think the next two shows, and then leading into the pay per view, I've heard to from other podcasts to expect big things from the Jericho anniversary. Mm-hmm. And the anniversary show, and that uh, the inner circle is going to have a big thing with Jericho and Moxley, or not Moxley, and uh, MJF. Whether or not that's going to be they break up or he joins them or this or that, but there's going to be going to join and then slowly take over. That's probably what they're going to do because they in AW they every story is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a mid card story, every story gets gets drawn out almost to an extensive degree. So I think they'll start the storyline, and this is actually a story they've been telling since the very start. For like, it's been a year since they started this, like dropping hints at the storyline of uh, MJF mirroring mirroring uh, Jericho. With the, do you want me to join the inner circle? Yeah. Uh, blah 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 blah, and the scarves, and mm-hmm. they both have big silent uh, bodyguards. Like they're they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been laying these seeds. So I think that he will start trying, trying at first, trying to get into the inner circle. And then eventually, he's either going to split it up so that he takes maybe Sammy with him with Wardlow and then something along those lines. And um, then you have the dog collar match with Cody this week. 
Oh, that's this week. Okay. I didn't yeah, know it was this the, week or the yeah. anniversary. No, that, that, one's uh, this, that one's this week. So then you know there's going to be fallout from it on the next week. And mm-hmm. Cody's probably losing. He's not going to take the belt back from I, Brody so soon. I hope not, because Brody with the title lately has been amazing. And I but also, like, they've gone this whole new dark Cody. So maybe Cody, you never know. Maybe Cody does something so sadistic that he's able to... Be, like, like, why else does he look like uh, Billy Joel from from Green Day? I saw like, Twitter somebody said he like Robbie Rotten from that old. Lizzie oh yeah, show. there's all kinds of comparisons, but like, I I think these these next two weeks are going to be really really big story wise for AEW, so I'm very excited about that. And they have the whole new tournament that they're doing, so we'll see three more entrants in the. In the, Hangman's got to be one of those. He no, he's no, he, he ran off to go enter himself in for oh, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, in the, <laughs> like the when he's like, gotta be Kenny and yeah, he's like, Hangman. yeah, he's like, I'll be right back, and he runs mm-hmm. off after they announced Kenny's going to be in it. And that shirt he was wearing that night, I loved it. I wish I could have the guts to wear something like that. Yeah, so I am very excited about that. And oh, coming up, may, I think it might be this week or. Maybe at the end of this week is uh, for the culture. Um, yes, that was on my list. It's this the eleventh, I think. Yeah, GCW uh, AJ Gray's for the culture uh, uh, pay per view. I highly recommend it. AJ Gray has like alongside Shingo Takagi, one A and one B of the best lariats mm-hmm. in wrestling. And all he also has the wildest Twitter game I've seen in my life. Yes. Oh, it's the ninth. So it is the ninth. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's next week. Yeah, it is this Friday coming up. Oh, it is this coming Friday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for me, that's uh, this is coming up as my Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh. Canadian so Thanksgiving. Can- Canadian Thanksgiving is Ours isn't this until week. November. Yeah, we we got a little bit a uh, little bit of a reprieve between the turkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had for the culture because GCW did they're doing all their shows that they were going to do WrestleMania weekend this weekend. Mm-hmm. So for the culture, Joey Janela Spring Break and uh, Bloodsport, all three shows. I'm looking forward oh, to incredibly Bloodsport. Yeah. Uh, John Moxley versus Dirty Daddy versus yeah, Chris Dickinson. Incredible. Oh boy. Yeah. This I predict this is going to be. Uh, I mean, he already should have already, but this is going to be Dickinson's breakout. It somebody's got to somebody's got to sign that man. He's. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's he'll get too. He's, eventually, he's going to get too muscular to compete. So. Yeah, no. The the longer he's not signed, the bigger he gets. And <laughs> he's he's like one step below, uh, Nick Cage, right? or not Nick Cage. Um, I would have Cage. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Brian Cage. Brian Cage, thank you. Brian Not Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I mean uh. some of the things I have looking forward to. Uh there's an NXT show tonight. Uh Candace right, LeRae's, the takeover. Yeah, Candice LeRae's going for the women's title. And I am a huge Candice LeRae fan. Love Candace. I've been for years. So I'll be watching that just for her, hoping she pulls it out and wins the title. And then also tonight there's another G one. So uh in the main oh, events, Okada God. versus Suzuki. So 
I've only watched half the G1 episodes that have aired so far. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one tonight in the main. I love Okada and Suzuki when they wrestle. They have amazing chemistry. Their matches always deliver. That's then, such a good mix. Mm-hmm. They have one of the best gifts of all time. Yes, right. Too. When uh, Suzuki chops him or like hits him in the face and Okada goes like. Turns to ice <laughs> <laughs> and, and just collapses. Yeah, yeah. It's... Some, there's some more G1 matches. To look forward to uh, Sonata versus Zack Saber Jr., which should be really good, and Kinta versus Tanahashi on Monday night of the G1 should be Ooh. good. Yeah, you know what? One thing that is underappreciated underappreciated about Tanahashi and will come out in this match, he has a mean streak that you don't mm-hmm. expect. Yeah, because he's such a a lovable yeah, it's person. Like when your dad gets mad at you and you're like, oh crap. Like, he cheats in almost every match mm-hmm. at one point, just once, and you're just like, why is my favorite uncle cheating? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, in his match with Naito, they said, uh, both these guys have bad knees. Will the guy who sometimes plays heel in Naito go for the other guy's bad knee, or will it be Tana? And the commentator immediately was just like, it's going to be Tana. <laughs> and it was. That's funny. <laughs> Five minutes into the match, he was going after Naito's knees. And like, <laughs> oh, wow. And then uh, some other matches I'm looking forward to. October 7th of the G1, Takagi versus Ibushi and Suzuki versus Osprey. I just want to see Suzuki beat up Osprey. And uh, coming up on the 8th is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Yano. I just want to see how that match is going to work out like i don't even know how that match it's is gonna y- look who is it is yano versus who zach saber jr <laughs> <laughs> i just want to see how that works out and then i'm looking for these are to tie up yano and just roll him out yeah. of the arena yeah just that, that'd be hilarious and then <laughs> the 30th anniversary of jericho uh, plus that night aren't they doing hobbs versus uh brian cage that's hobbs versus brian cage that's big be, meaty men yes that's what i love and I always say I may be a vegetarian, but that's the kind of meat I like. I so. think that might be... Well, first of all, it's Will Hobbs has the best uh, spine buster in the game. Yes, yes, it is. And it's a, it's a turnaround spine buster, which makes it even better. Where they grabbed him from one side, spin, and crack him on the other. Yeah, he I love that. stank on it, as they say. Eh, yes, he does. And I think this will probably be Cage's best match in AW. It should be. His, he hasn't his, ma- his he match hasn't versus like too much. No, he hasn't. His Not match versus uh, Moxley was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. But other than that, he hasn't really had many high profile matches at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's a, he's be. actually been a bit of, he's been a bit on the back burner, and I think uh, part of that is I think his partner in crime, uh, Ricky Starks, has taken a little bit of his shine away, which is. To be fair, because Ricky Starks is amazing. Ricky, Ricky Starks is amazing, and he has the best um, music in AW easily. Yes. The, bah, 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 dum, bah. Oh, the horns. I love it. I dance around the bathroom in the morning, <laughs> like uh, just humming that song. That's what I have for looking forward to this week. All right. Plus uh, the GCW shows this weekend, but we could talk about those again later. Of course. Like I, yeah. I'll I'll see all those in gifts. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. GCW is for sure. GCW is very gifable. Yes. Yes. 
All right. So I think this wraps up the first ever um, work rate podcast. And uh, we'll catch you again probably sometime this week. Hopefully, hopefully I'll catch you on Thursday because then it runs into the weekend. And mm-hmm. like I said, it is the Thanksgiving weekend. And we will be talking about more Gia 1 and more AEW and maybe TakeOver if we liked it. Yes, I'll watch it and let you know.